Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, February 24th, and today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 9, starting with the fifth paragraph, I was aghast. We will be reading through three, ending with I had to be for I was hopeless. Our readers today are Stephanie L., Kathy S., Paula D. The reference number for Thursday, February 23rd, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 9650. The code for 10 a.m. yesterday's Eastern Standard Time meeting is 9651. And for Friday this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the code is, reference number is 9656. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are all self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Julie. Thank you. My name is Nancy. I'm a compulsive overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Chan continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy T. I will now ask Sharon C. to read the 12 traditions. Star one to unmute. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good. Okay. I'm Sharon C., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from South Jersey. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. 
Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Seven, I'm sorry, eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. No need always main, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Sharon C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page nine, starting with the fifth paragraph, I was aghast, reading through three paragraphs ending with, I had to be, for I was hopeless. We will be reading the first paragraph for context only, and the comments will be focused on the last two. I will now ask Stephanie L. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California, and thank you for your service, Julie. Um, I was aghast, so that was it. Last summer, an alcoholic crackpot, now I suspected, a little cracked about religion. He had that starry-eyed look. Yes, the old boy was on fire, all right, but bless his heart, let him rant. Besides, my gin would last longer than his preaching, but he did not. He did no ranting in a matter-of-fact way, He told me how two men had appeared in court persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. 
They had told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. That was two months ago, and the result was self-evident. It had worked. He had come to pass his experience along to me, if I cared to have it. I was shocked, but interested. Certainly I was interested. I had to be, for I was hopeless. And, you know, here comes um, Ebby, who had been Bill's big drinking buddy, um, to come and, you know, share with him what he had been given. Um, you know, Bill's expecting him to come and, and, you know, preach about religion. And that's not what Ebby did. Ebby shared his experience, strength, and hope. Um, and talked about, you know, that practical program of action that he had worked. And, you know, and then Bill sitting there thinking, you know, maybe I should listen, um, you know, for I am hopeless. And I so relate to that hopelessness. And that hopelessness, you know, is a gift. Um, I was in relapse for three and a half years, and um, I was living to eat and my life had gotten really, really small, and I was hopeless. And, you know, my current sponsor came along and gave me hope and shared her experience, strength, and hope with me. And, you know, something clicked. I was at that, you know, they call it the step zero where, um, you know, I was suicidal and I thought my life was over. I, you know, like Bill, certainly I was interested. I had to be, for I was hopeless. And what a great place to be to be ready to really do the work in this program and work these 12 steps, which um, have saved my life. And um, with that, I will pass. Thank you, Stephanie L. Who would like to share on the last two paragraphs read? Julia T. Shana K. Okay, hold on. I think uh, everybody was kind of muted. Let's start over at the very beginning. Nancy T. Judy F. Nancy T. Dana K. Judy, Judy F. Dana, Dana K. K. Got you, Dana. Stephanie N. B. Paula D. There was Stephanie. There was there a Stephanie. Stephanie N. Stephanie N. Shawnee B. Amy T. Paula Shawnee, D. Amy Paula. Okay, let's start with that. I didn't get Shana B, I think, and Amy G, and Paula D. Okay, let's start off with Nancy T, then Judy F. Thank you, Julie. Again, this is Nancy T from Lewiston, Idaho. I'm grateful to be on this meeting at this later time. It's awesome. Um, I can certainly relate to where Bill was right at the time here, that very last sentence. I had to be for I was hopeless because just a few short weeks ago, that's where I was. And um, I I just can't say enough about the people that were there when I was ready to say, I need help. I, you know, will you help me? There's two times that I've come back from a pretty lengthy, severe relapse. And the first time, it was just the fact that a friend of mine gave me a phone number of somebody to call. Um, and I didn't even know this person that she gave me the call, but she said, just call her. You might be able to relate and I had no intention on committing to anything when I called this person. I was just feeling desperate, and I pretty much would, you know, talk to anybody who would talk to me. Um, and I'm not even sure I was ready to concede that there wasn't still an easier, softer way out there. But this person picked up the phone, and she talked to me for quite some time. And she calmly and gently overcame every single objection I had about working 
a program around my food addiction. And by the end of the call, I found myself committing my food to her for the next day and agreeing to call her the next morning and talk to her again. And I hung up and I was I was baffled. I, what am I doing? I wasn't going to do this. I don't want to do this. But yet there was something inside of me that knew that that was the answer. And um, I was, you know, I lived in recovery for a few years, actually, quite some time and um, until, unfortunately, once again, I went back out there again. And this time, like Stephanie, I just came back from a, over a three-year relapse that was pretty horrific. But again, I picked up the phone and I called a friend and I just said, I need some help. And, you know, she hooked me up and we talked and there was no judgment. It was just gentle and they matter of fact matter-of-factly shared their experience, strength, and hope with me. And that's what drew me back into um, working a program again. And I think that's how Ebby approached Bill. There was no judgment. There was no um, nagging or pushing or uh, manipulating. He just matter-of-factly told him what happened with him. And Bill was attracted to that, so I could relate. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy T. And Judy F. followed by Dana K. This is Judy S. from upstate New York. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I'm so grateful to be sharing this morning. Um, They had told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. This practical program of action is the 12 steps, and it is the solution. And I did not have a solution. I knew diets didn't work, but I didn't have any other solution until I walked into uh, the rooms of OA. And then, and then I really didn't have the solution for the first couple of years. Um, you know, it's taken me a, a while to get to where I am. And, um, you know, that action, uh, it, it's very practical, this program. I love that word, practical. But we have to act. Um, you know, and today I am acting. <laughs> I am taking action today by calling and by listening to meetings because I am, you know, wanting to fall into self-pity about being uh, sick again and um, having to cancel work. And, um, you know, so many things, um, it affects my life. But I, I know that if I continue to follow this practical program of action, which is the steps that, um, it, it'll work because it has worked exclamation mark. I love there's very few exclamation marks in this book, but this is one and I saw it work in others. And when, and when Ebby came to pass his experience along to bill that last sentence there on the bottom of the page, um, what he did is he gave bill an opportunity to decide for himself if he wanted this or not. And when I sponsor people, that's what I need to remember. I can share my experience, but then they have to make that decision. They have to decide that they're hopeless enough to put the food down and do whatever it's going to take to keep the food down long enough to apply that practical program of action. And I'm just uh, so incredibly grateful for this program Um you know, and then the next page where it says, I was shocked but interested. Yeah, I remember sitting in the rooms and being so shocked and also angry that I 
knew deep in my heart that I would have to do this the rest of my life if I wanted what these other people had. But I was interested, and after a while, the anger left. And, um, you know, today and for a long time now, I am grateful that I have to be in this program for the rest of my life because my life is so different than it used to be because I was hopeless and now I'm filled with hope and love and peace and serenity uh, one day at a time. So with that, I pass. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Judy F. Dana K. followed by Nancy N. Hi, good morning. This is Dana K., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Missouri. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm so excited about this new meeting, this 10 a.m. meeting. So we're still in Bill's story. And Abby Thatcher has come to Bill's home. He's an old school friend. And he has something different about him, something new in his eyes. He's glowing. He's fresh-skinned. And when they got together and sat down, the that beginning of the paragraph, but he did no ranting. In a matter-of-fact way, he had told how two men had appeared in court persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. And I love what the big book does, that it sometimes leaves some things out for us to kind of ponder. And so when I read this this morning, I was thinking about, um, you know, wondering what would have happened in this initial meeting with Bill W. if Evie had been like, so extremely passionate and on fire and and he did rant we may not have AA today and I may not have recovery today so I love that we can follow exactly what the big book says as we work the steps because it's our textbook and then um, that was two months ago and the result was self-evident it worked so there is something very profound that I believe that Bill is open to that is working in Abby. And he's really curious because he's he's wondering this old school friend of him, you know, always came to New York, New York um, you know, when, and he was never sober. And he is now, and he's been for two months. So when I was reading this, I'm thinking, well, what did Abby do to be two months sober? So I want to continue this story. Um, you know, my my experience is that I couldn't string along a few hours during the day, let alone a couple of months. And when I did by chance get a couple of months and even longer, I was just gritting my teeth and holding on, white knuckling it the entire time because I wanted to eat so badly. I needed that food more than I needed anything else. And I wanted that miracle um, to happen for me, recovery that I hear on this phone every single day. There's so much recovery for the newcomer and those who have relapsed and are on the line this morning. Um, But my issue was that I demanded my own way for it to happen. And here Bill is going to be seeing that he needs to be open to a new idea. And the new idea is a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. And so, you know, when I was demanding my own way and living in myself, in my selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, and my fears, um, all of my prayers and my tears and my trying and trying and my willpower and my self-reliance got me nowhere. Thank you. Um, And I'll just wrap up. It was only when I came to the end of myself that I was ready to begin this work. 
And when I was ready to begin this work, (laughs) the teacher appeared and God has taken me through an incredible journey that continues every single day. So there's hope for you, anyone listening on the line this morning. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Dana Kay. And Stephanie N. followed by, I think it's Shana, Shana B. So go ahead, Stephanie N. Star one to unmute. Me. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, he came to share his experience. Makes me think of my sponsor, my experience. I had been in the program for seven. Uh, we lost you. Um, Stephanie N. Star one again to unmute. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. I must have bumped one. Um, she shared with me her experience, and I had been clinging to a food plan that uh, included my binge foods and substances, and she um, shared her experience that that did not work for her, that she didn't have freedom until she laid down those foods. And I felt like I couldn't have freedom without those foods. I, I felt like well, there there is no freedom. That that's what I was looking for, a way to keep those things and have it both ways. And but I I tried it her way and um and after working through the steps and and laying down those foods and being honest with myself, I did find real freedom and and the truth was that um I was looking for freedom from the physical part, but I found freedom from the mental obsession and um, it's been a, a true miracle. I'm so grateful. I feel like my sponsor was a gift from my higher power and that and that this program is um, such a gift and I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for that truth and the experience, not only of my sponsor, but of so many people um, on the line in my face-to-face meetings who have shared their experience. And it does um, bring me hope and it relieves me from that hopelessness of the addiction. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. And and Shanna B. followed by Amy G. Hi, this is Shani B. from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Um, Bill's hopelessness really speaks to me. When I came into program, um, I had just come back um, from a very large weight gain, followed by, you know, previously I had a, a large weight loss. And I thought I had the answer. This was not in program. I thought I found a way of living that would work for me. But lo and behold, it obviously didn't. Um, I gained all the weight back, and, um, and, and I realized that I didn't have the answer, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I came to the point in my life where I just said, I'm just going to be fighting the food for the rest of my life. Um, I came into program looking for people. I, I was completely hopeless, completely hopeless. I was de- dejected. I was in a terrible mental state. I was in a terrible physical state. And I just said, I'm going to be fighting food for the rest of my life. I was looking for a support group of other people who were fighting food for the rest of their life. And when I came into program and I read the big book and I saw that um, that I didn't that I I didn't need to be hopeless anymore and that there was a solution. And it was in the steps and the process of, uh, you know, as outlined in the big book, it was such a relief. It was, I, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I was 
that um, I didn't find a support group for people fighting uh, food for the rest of their lives. What I found was a solution that I didn't have to. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And thank you for letting me share with that. I pass. Thank you so much. And Amy G, you're next, followed by Paula D. Hi, Judy. Thank you for your service. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Beautiful day here. So much to be grateful for. So the sentence I'm focusing on, um, certainly I was interested. I had to be, for I was hopeless. You know, in my humble opinion, this is the essence of step one, a complete admission of powerlessness. And that if I don't admit that, 100% powerlessness, then I am not going to work this program. If I think there's any way to work this program on my own and of my will or using my mind, that's what I'm going to do. And sure enough, I did that for And I died, dying desperate and doom. I came to this disease having tried and failed. And if we look at Bill's story, we see him here. He's given up and given in to this disease. He has a brief delusion when uh, Eddie calls him, thinking he can recapture, you know, the days gone by, and then flat out defiance when uh, Eddie starts talking about religion. But something was different, and he saw it. And for someone who was hopeless, that's like grabbing onto a, you know, a life preserver, you know, when you're drowning in the water. When we're dying desperate and doomed, we listen because when there's someone in front of you in whom the problem has been solved, was he interested? Of course he was because he was desperate. He was hopeless. He was doomed, and he knew it. And that was the same for me. It was absolutely the same for me. It talks about it in this book on page 25. It says here, there is a solution in italics. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, with the, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us to do but pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. And that's what he meant by I had to be. And that's what I had to be. You know, at one point, step one calls for a decision. It calls for a choice that only I can make. I either admit powerlessness, and work this program like my life depends upon it, taking action like others had mentioned, or I'm going to go back to this disease. What is my choice going to be? And I make that choice on a daily basis by surrendering to these steps and the actions that are entailed therein to stay connected to a power greater than myself that restores me to sanity so the food doesn't come calling to me, so that my mind does not keep thinking that food is the best answer, sticking those binge foods into my mouth. I have to make that decision to surrender, to choose to surrender. Because if I think there's any other way to do it, my inclination is going to be to do that. I had to know that that was it. This was the end of the line. And as crazy and as crackpotted as some of you all sounded to me, when I came to my first OA meeting, you had something that I wanted. I wanted that peace and serenity that was in your eyes. And I was willing to go to any length to get it because I knew I had failed and I was at the end of the line. That's what this program calls for, because otherwise there's no way I'm going to work these steps, particularly four through nine. I can tell you that right now. But I had to understand there was so much more to this disease that meets my mouth. And I had to understand what a personality change was needed. And I couldn't do that for me. And my mind certainly wasn't going to do it for me. My mind was a liability, as a matter of fact, filled with defiance and delusion. 
let's, let's face it, folks, we don't think our way into recovery. We act our way into a new way of thinking and a new way of believing. And then it comes to us because if I'd waited to think right about it, if I'd waited to feel right about it, I would have never worked this program. I'm so grateful to be here today. Thanks for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And Paula D., you're next. This would be Paula D., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive, Overeater, by and with the grace of God, and thank you for this time given. I will be respectful of it. As we read this here, and as I read it, you see beyond the words. You know, we always try to identify in. Well, I sure can identify in with Bill W., always thinking he's right. He knows exactly what's going to happen. His friend's going to come. Oh, whoa, potty hotty. I know about that. And then the door opened. Nothing like he thought. Didn't take a drink. Wait a minute. Look at what he says. Come, what's this all about? I'm, I'm going to go right down. But I want to see how we run parallel with Bill. If you don't realize that where ego is, it will take you and will continue to. But look at this part. Besides, my gin would last longer than his preaching. But he did no ranting. Wait a minute now. He was ready. He did no ranting in a matter-of-fact way. And then he goes on. Bill heard more than the words. He sensed the feeling that was coming out, recovered, sitting there, clear-eyed. And look here what happens. He had come to pass his experience along to me. Can you see? Again, run parallel to Ebby now. He had come to pass his experience along to me. I'm reading the words, but go a little deeper, if I care to have it. I was shocked. Now look at what he does. Uses the same word twice, but interested. Certainly I was interested. Twice he had to put that. Why? Because he wasn't before. He wasn't interested. You see, he knew until he didn't. I had to be, for I was hopeless. Only then can we fall upward. Only then. And it is a long fall, as we can see with Bill. But, oh, look at here we have the big book. Look what rose out of the depths of. I thank you for giving me this time to share and to see where my ego can run parallel. And also to Ebby. Pass his experience along. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. And who else would like to share on these paragraphs? BBB. BBB. Carol K. Carol K. Anyone else? Okay. Well, Jeanette we'll start with... Carrie KB. Oh, Carrie KB. Sherry. Sherry KB. Sherry. Wendy M. Wendy. Like Sherry Baby the Song. (laughs) Got it. Yep, Sherry. Yep. Wendy. Wendy M. Got it. Lisa Lisa R. Lisa R. Yes. Jeanette F. Tina F. Jeanette. Oh, Jeanette. Boy, I'm off today. Jeanette. Okay, let's start with CBB, then Carol K. 
Hi, this is CBB Food Addict calling from very balmy Vermont, actually, today. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of lines in here. Um, I guess the first one was a number of people have already shared on this line, but it really strikes me where he says, I was shocked but interested. Certainly I was interested. I had to be, for I was hopeless. So um, I've been in these rooms for a while now and had some solid recovery for close to a year and then began to relapse last year. And um, in reflection on that relapse, it was because I wanted to do it my way. And um, I have had some absolutely wonderful sponsors who have shared their experience, strength, and hope with me. And this past October, um, I was pretty hopeless. I was um, face down in the food, um, sitting on the floor of a closet in our house, sobbing because my winter jacket didn't fit me. And I've been so proud of wearing those jackets last year, a um, couple sizes down, and I was absolutely desperate. And um, I got a, another sponsor, thank goodness. I mean, this program is absolutely incredible how much people give to each other. And this was the whole thing was pretty simple. Put the food down. We eliminated some foods that I thought had been okay, and they weren't. And when she, my sponsor, suggested that, my first inclination was, oh, my God, how am I not going to be able to eat those foods? And I realized, though, I'm desperate enough and hopeless enough that these directions from somebody else, which is the word of God through somebody else, I needed to follow. And thank God I did. And it's been little God miracles ever since October 27th. And this has been a long period of abstinence and recovery for me. And the deepening of my program following these, what, what, uh, what Bill calls simple religious ideas, but very spiritual ideas, and this practical program of action, my life is being transformed. And I am unbelievably grateful. Every day I am grateful for the experience, strength, and hope that I hear from people on the phone that I talk to every day. And my recovery just keeps deepening. It's simple and not it's not easy. We have to take the actions, um, but it's guidance from a higher power that allows me to take those actions every single day. So thank you for allowing me to share. I'm delighted about this 10 o'clock meeting because I'm off on a Friday and I get to be here sometimes. So thank you so much, everybody, and I'll pass. Thank you, Phoebe B. And Carol Kay, followed by Sherry K.W. Hi, this is Carol Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, I, I like that sentence, I was home, hopeless. Because when I came into this program, I was definitely hopeless. Um, you know, <clears throat> I had nowhere else to go, tried to diet. Sister had the, the gastric bypass, gained the weight back. You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. The only thing I knew was diets. And when somebody gave me this book and said, you know, look, this works, the first thought that came to my head was, you know, there's alcoholics in my family. So if it worked for them, maybe it, somehow we can connect to food. I wasn't sure. I didn't know. And here I was at that time thinking, you know, I'm playing God, thinking I know everything. And I did say, I don't know. It might work. So I was real skeptical when I came into this program. And 
when I, when I found Vision for You, um, this meeting, I had listened first for a few days to see what was going on and stuff. And I heard a lot of recovery, but I, I now here we go because I'm so stubborn and thick-headed. I'm thinking to myself, either all these people are nuts or they're right. So now the stubbornness and thick-headed paid off for me. And I'm only, I can only speak for myself because now I had to see if it, w- if it worked, if everybody was either getting up this early because they were nuts or if they were right. And I did. I wound up getting myself a sponsor right away. And, you know, here it says a program of action, a practical program. Yep, and that, that is what it is. I found out reading these first 164 pages with my sponsor. That is what it is. It's not easy. Because the minute she told me and started talking about food, which I never allowed anybody to discuss food with me, that conversation never came up through my whole life, um, now I was I was hopeless. So I was willing to do whatever it took. And now the thick-headedness and stubbornness came through, and I, and I was willing to, to do what she told me to do. And she said, these are the food, right? These are your foods, red light. You got to put them down. Didn't like it, but I did it. I did it because, again, I had to see if this worked, and I had nowhere else to go. I was hopeless. I knew I was going to die. That's simple. So, and, and today, I'm so grateful that I did, and I'm so grateful that I, you know, and I got to say this. Today, I embrace my character defects. As crazy as this may sound, for me, it's not. I embrace my character defects, and because I know God loves me just the way I am. Did I make some changes, behavioral changes? I made a lot of them, yes. But my character defects come up on a daily basis. And you know what? That's where step 10 comes in. Thank you, God, for step 10. Um, listen, thank you for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Carol Kay. And Shawnee KW, you're next, followed by Wendy M. Press star, to un- star 1 to unmute. Maybe I'm saying the name wrong. Hmm. Somebody with the last initial K. What do you mean, Siri KB? Hmm. Yeah, let's go for that. My my ears are. <laughs> Good morning, Julie. <laughs> this is Siri. Um, grateful and recovered compulsive over in Northern California. Thanks for your service. So grateful for this meeting. Yay! We got our meeting. Yay! Um, okay, so um, let me get uh, situated here. Um, the first thing that I noticed is how Bill, you know, in the first paragraph that we read this morning is how Bill is aghast at him. You know, he's like, are you kidding me? He's a crackpot now, and now he's going to be a religious guy? I mean, but then what got his attention was, you know, Evie's star-eyed look. You know, he could tell the boy was on fire. Um, you know, he was excited. He was, bless his heart, you know, let him let him rant. Go ahead, because he thought his, you know, Jen would last longer, and I can remember you know, thinking my food will last longer, uh, watching and listening to somebody else. And then finally he started realizing and watching him, and he started noticing the change in him. And then, you know, Evie was there. He wasn't trying to uh, preach to him. He was just saying, hey, look, Bill, I've got something that's working for me. I want to I give it to you if you want it. And there's a big if in there, if you want it. So, you know, what I think of is based on attraction rather than promotion. It talks about the practical program of action, and those are our 12 steps. And the first practical thing we do is we put the food down, and we immediately get into the steps. And when he says that this was two months ago, as a result, was self-evident, it worked. So what I've been told is that 
the reason why it's so important to put the food down, immediately get into this book, and start working the steps. Because if we don't, the, the physical craving has been taken care of because we put the food down, but we also have a mental obsession. And if we don't get into these, the step work and get unblocked from our higher power, we will go back into the food. <clears throat> so, you know, you, it's, it's about feeling hopeless. And I know that's how I felt. I actually had gotten to goal weight, had been in another program, had been working the steps, but it took a really long, long time. And, but I felt like something was missing, and I couldn't understand what it was. And I heard someone on the phone bridge, as a matter of fact, and uh, they seemed on fire, and they seemed like they had more than just the absence. There was something more than that. It's only the beginning. And it gave me a lot of hope because I felt like something was missing. And when I finally got a step guide and got into this work, it was amazing to me. And they believe in doing it in a short amount of time, not a long period of time. And I am so grateful for this program because I am seeing major changes in my life, and I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. Uh, Wendy M., followed by Lisa R. Yes, good morning. This is Wendy M., recovered in Colorado, and so grateful to be part of this uh, experience with everybody else, and thank you all for your service. Um, so the words that uh, pop out for me is a couple of words. One, as people have talked about, is action. And I can't underscore that enough, um, that this is a program of action, not thinking. Because when I'm thinking, I'm in my head. And when I'm head, I'm in my head, I'm doing Wendy's program. Uh, and I'm running the show for sure. Um, and I, I do try to talk to my sponsees a lot about this. Um, even last night I was in my head around something because I wanted to control the situation. And then the minute I took pen to paper, it, I was relieved. And um, because what happens when I take an action is I feel better immediately. It's instant. When I pick up that phone when I don't want to and say, I'm not sure what's going on, can you help? I feel immediate recovery. I feel that feeling of relief. Um, I feel um, I feel closer to God. I feel completely closer to God. Um, you know, or I spend two hours a day reading the big book with sponsees. Um, we pick up the book. We're good to go. We're in God's hands. So it's a program of action, and I love that. It's so practical, and it's so useful. The other word is worked. It worked, or I would say it works. You know, and they say that in um, the chapter, there is a solution. And I, I, I don't know why I don't talk more about this, but the fact that it works is the reason I'm on the phone this morning with my sponsee. I said to her, we wouldn't have this conversation if this didn't work, right? And I've been looking for a solution my whole life. And the fact that I'm living in the solution and the fact that it works that's it. There's not much more conversation to have with a prospect. It works. That's why I did it when I talked to my sponsor for the first time. And that's why my sponsor, sponsors do that for me. The other thing is it says, if I cared to have it, if is the operative word, if I cared to have it. And I can't want this more than my sponsee wants it. In other words, I, don't, I can't want her program in her recovery more than she wants it. And we need to remember that, that it's a, an if. It's not a necessar like necessarily the case. Um, 
And then the certainly I was interested. Of course, anytime someone came to me and said, I've got a diet that works, I have the solution, I was always interested, always, always, always interested. Um, so I think I, with that, I'm going to pass. And oh, I'll just say one last thing, which is just the gratitude I have for the fact that this miraculous meeting of these two men happened. And, you know, the first, it's the first meeting of AA. And, it, um, and, it, and, it, and to me, this is a God-inspired moment. It is a miracle that this conversation happened and that Bill got it. That's, for me, that's God. He got it and so that we can have it. So thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Wendy. And Lisa R. followed by Jeanette F. Hi, good morning, everybody. Lisa R. from Baltimore. And thank you so much for uh, moderating this morning. And thank uh, everybody for being on the line. Um, something jumped out at me, and it's just because recently I've, I've ruminated on this a lot. They had told of a simple religious idea. Um, no word, few words make people recoil more than religion. Um, and Bill was no different. Bill had been tainted, well, as we'll see later in his story, how tainted he was towards religion and skeptical he was towards the idea of it. But thank God the man was willing and open-minded. Um, I oftentimes tell sponsees, um, you know, we all have had horrid uh, people in the name of religion or people that practice a religion um, do miserable negative things uh, to us, and it really turns us off. And on the same token, on the flip side of that coin, there are people that think they've got one, two, and three in the bag, and they don't need to read We Agnostics because we're there already. Um, both extremes are, are detrimental to working the program. And the thing is, um, I think it's necessary when we come through the doors to, if we have a chip on our shoulder or if we have a lofty opinion of our own faith, we need to check that in at the door and realize that this isn't about religion, it's about relationship. Um, and I, I realize, Bill, phrased it that way because that he was com coming from his own um, personal experience. But this program is about a relationship with our higher power, whoever a person chooses that to be. Um, you know, my first, I would white knuckled it for a year in program before I came into Vision for You. And I didn't have any joy, no freedom. And I want to be happy, joyous, and free with my food. Well, I am pretty much in the rest of my life. Why not with the food? Why why should I have this miserable bag of bricks that I carry through life? And um, I had to check in. I've, I've had a relationship with my higher power my whole life, and I had to check it at the door when I got to Vision for You. Yes, take the good from it, but know that I didn't have all the answers. And until you're teachable, even in that regard, you can't advance, and um, I'm going to pass with that. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Lisa R. And Jeanette F., you're next. Hi, this is Jeanette. Um, in recovery uh, process from New York. Um, so I'm, I'm on here to identify in 
Um, trying to get my clock up here. Okay. Um, what I heard on the earlier um, um, recording was that there was a huge amount of sequences of events that had to happen in order for this event to happen, in order for Evie to have two months um, that his his suspension of his uh, commitment at, in the judge at, by the judge in court, and it reminded me of how a whole bunch of sequences of events had to happen for me to find this group, the vision for you, and for me to hear the word recovered. Um, I've been in a whole lot of different A rooms. I've never heard the word recovered before. I finally heard the word recovered. I say I have a whack-a-mole addiction, um, if you're old enough to know the whack-a-mole game. Anyway, um, so I've decided to leave the, the, the compulsive overeater mole up um, because this is where I've heard the word recovery, or recovered um, and recovery. So I'm just really grateful, and it it's also has um, helped to um, persuade me of the um, the existence of something, you know, like a, an, an intelligence, um, a universal intelligence, something that's uh, running the show. Actually, like there is a show, and that something is running it. Um, you know, because the sequence of events just seem impossible for Abby to be there with Bill. Bill was his uh, first quote-unquote victim or his testimony <laughs> um, that he that was his action. That was part of his action as a, a recovering um, alcoholic. So um, I'm just very grateful to have all the sequence of events that happened for me and this one amazing woman in um, a face-to-face -face group, a speaker meeting, who used the word recovered. And then she introduced me to this program. Um, so I'm just, I'm just really grateful that you all are here, and I thank you for your service. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette F. I'm going to sneak in real quick. My name is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. You know, the first thing, well, everything strikes me in this whole big book, but it talks about the practical program of action. You know, there is no secret society. There's, I don't have to guess on what I need to do. I have a book that tells me go from A to Z, and it tells me all the stops in between. And, you know, it worked. It does work. I mean, I mean, I was hopeless, like it says on the end of the next paragraph. I had to be for I was hopeless. I mean, we've all have our horror stories. You know, I mean, I ate hot food, burning food, scalding food, frozen food, out of the garbage, off people's desks, in their drawers, stealing candy. Um, you name it, I did it. And I was hopeless. Nothing, nothing worked. And I spent thousands and thousands of dollars and hours and books and resources, therapy, shots, drugs, illegal, uh, legal, anything to help me stop eating. But I don't eat because I'm hungry. I eat because 
I can't cope with life, right? So food was my, my go-to, my solution. So when I, you know, hear people who are living, not that they're just not eating their alcoholic foods, but they're neutral with them. They don't want them. There's no fight. I mean, I would always battle. Am I going to eat this? I'm, no, yes, no, yes. And, of course, I'd always lose because I can't argue with the disease. So, it, you know, fast forward to where I am today. I mean, if I were to go into the kitchen right now, there's probably 10 binge foods sitting out because I live with two non-addicted people who will eat. We still have Christmas candy in the dish. I mean, that's how normal they are. But they, it doesn't call me. I am free. I am neutral. I Yeah, you know, the weight is off. That's awesome. But I am living a free woman. And I am changing the way I behave and I think and I act, not because of me, but because I'm living a spiritual program. And, you know, I bristle at the word religious because I am not religious, but it's semantics. I have a creator. I have an energy source that is powerful than this disease. So, yeah, you know, I am not hopeless today. I am free. So who we have time for probably two shares. Who would like to share? Star one. Kathleen O. Kathleen. And one more. All right. Well, let's start with Kathleen. Go ahead. Good morning. You want me to go ahead? Yes, go ahead. Else came in there. Yeah, we okay. have two minutes left, so go ahead. Okay, I'll go quickly. Thank you, Julie. Um, Kathleen O. recovered in California. And, you know, I can picture Ebby in court. I think um, Roland Hazard and somebody else was there, and he was given a choice to go to the insane asylum or to follow this <clears throat> a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. And the practical program of action are what we now know as the steps today. I think he went through the six steps, was it six in the Oxford group? And and they're action steps, and that's what's key. That and this next part where he says, certainly I was interested, I had to be for I was hopeless. And it's like, I want to cheer you. It's like, yay, Bill, finally, he's hopeless. And I, I found that when I came into this program, I was helpless, hopeless, and that is what made it work for me because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, and I find that people who do come in and are hopeless can really grasp onto these program, this program of action and take these steps. And it's, it's such a, I mean, we really are rocketed into the fifth dimension with it. And to, you know, I, I spent decades, um, trying all sorts of different things and never never enjoying it when I was when I was on the diet or losing the weight. And of course, you know, the diet would end and I would gain the weight back. And and now to be able to have a, a food plan where I'm happily abstinent, I didn't think that was possible. And it <clears throat> it is possible through taking the action <clears throat> excuse me of these steps. And it just it just transformed my life, and you know I still have challenges in life, but um, 
I, I can, I can, I get through them. I get through them with the help of my higher power and the, and, and the help of, you know, all my um, fellows in these programs. And to be helpless really is a gift. And it's all you got to do is take, take the action. But it is action. Thank you. This is Kathleen. I pass. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, it is now time to close our meeting. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Um, most definitely. Thank you, everybody. This is Kathy S. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We will be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.